Welcome to Call Us Mommy Podcast, where we get real about mom life, relationships, and careers. I'm Tiana, a single mom of three. And I'm Marielle, a married mom of four. We're both on a mission to empower you not to settle in any area of life. We are back with another episode of Call Us Mommy, and I am super excited about this episode because it's going to be all about uh, work from home moms, but not just that, like all of the mental load that comes with being a mom, whether you're a work from home mom or not, but we're just specifically talking to another work from home mom. Um, I'm going to introduce her, but I'm going to let her talk about herself too. Um, We're on with Alexis this morning and I found her on TikTok a while ago, just whenever like looking at work from home stuff, trying to like validate myself, even though I've been doing this for 10 years that like moms can do this. Like they can work from home as moms. Cause sometimes I forget that like, oh yeah, you've been doing this for a while. It's possible. I just need the validation from other moms who are going through it too. So they're out there. And Alexis is going to talk about that a little bit. And she, um, if you don't know, I'm going to let her talk about herself, but on Mondays, she puts out um, a video and a newsletter about all the work from home, like opportunities that are out there that she's come across. And um, she's just a great source for all of that. So I will let her tell you a little bit more about herself and then we'll kick off the episode. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I've never like been a guest on a podcast. So I feel so special. But yes, I'm Alexis. I have been a work from home mom for going on five years now. Um, I started working remote before I had my first daughter. She will be five in October. So I kind of just jumped right into it as soon as I became a mom. Um, and I started out working in recruiting. So recruiting operations gave me my throw into work from home mom life, which I always tell people, if you're trying to get into the corporate world, like recruiting operations is a great place to start, especially if you want to become a work from home mom, because it's so like task oriented, you don't have a ton of calls. Um, But yeah, that's where I started. And I am now in like program and project management and operations with a tech company. I've got my almost five-year-old and an almost three-year-old at home with me full-time this summer. Um, and I love it. I It has changed my life. It's changed my husband's life, being able to be there for all of the big milestones with my kids, but still have the confidence of having my own money. I mean, I'm married, but you know, like having having something that I've built for myself and um, having something to be really proud of. Like I'm super proud of my career and where I've gotten in the last seven years I've been in the career field or whatever it's been. So I just want to get as many people on this work from home mom train as possible and show the world that it is possible that we can do both. Yes, it's hard, but it's the most rewarding thing I think a mom could ever do. I, this is probably really simple, but I love the way that you explained that being an easy transition to working from home, that it's like task oriented and you're not on a lot of meetings. I feel like the way you said that was like so perfect. Cause I think it's really hard for women to understand, like, how can you work from home with your kids? If they're going to be like interrupting all the time, or you have to get up and do things for them all the time. And that's yeah. like, you said that better than I think I've ever explained to somebody, but it really is like sprinkling it throughout your day, like within mm-hmm. your already, you know, work schedule. And if you don't have meetings back to back, it's a lot easier. But if you have a job where you are on meetings all the time, obviously it's going to be a little bit harder. So I love the way that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I am. One of the main things with my newsletter is I do not look for call center jobs and I do not look for jobs that will likely require you to be on the phone with clients or with customers Mm -hmm. the majority of the day because it's just, it's possible. People do. I see people on TikTok. I'm like, I don't know. 
how yeah. you're breastfeeding a baby with your headset on and taking a call, like mad yeah. to you because that's incredible, but it's a lot easier and less stressful when you can just kind of mm-hmm. work throughout the day. Like there's days where I'll start again at like five o'clock in the morning and won't finish until seven o'clock at night because I've had to work in little increments. And mm-hmm. it's all about transparency. If you work, you know, like a W2 corporate job, you just have to be super honest and yeah. say, listen, I might have to go wipe a butt in the middle of the day. Yeah. You're going to have to yeah. be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tia and I both had that conversation with clients before. And we've also ran across clients who are like turned off by working with a mom who had kids in the house. So it, you just kind of, yeah, you learn like who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with. So yeah. Being transparent. Yeah. Yeah. It's trial and error. Some companies are going to work for you and others aren't. I think the desire for people to like be in office, especially for women to be in office, it's just control. They just want to be able to like monitor everything you're doing, but it's not necessary. It's so silly in my mind. Yeah. I just want to add your kids get used to it guys, because my kids literally in the last meeting made me toast without me asking, brought me my toast. And then you just saw me hand the plate back to him to take in there and throw away, bring me a drink. Like they get used to it. I will say I've been working from home since he was four. So like they just, once you like continue to do this, they know no different and they're there to help you and support you. Like you need some toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really cool that they start to build more autonomy too. They're like, mommy's in a meeting. I need to go figure out how to get myself a snack mm-hmm. or I need to figure out how to get myself dressed, which that was kind of a hard thing for me. I was like, I want to be there. I want to help you. I want to support you. I want to encourage you. But also seeing that my kids are able to do these things for themselves at, you know, two and four or five and three is like, wow, mm-hmm. you really are capable. You really can yeah. do these big kid things without us holding your hand all the time. We have an yeah. episode on independence. It's mm-hmm. been what a couple years ago, maybe. And that's something that we talk about because a lot of the mamas that we talk to, they have a hard time accepting this. And I was a daycare kid. And I just want to be like, guys, do you know when I was at daycare, the amount of stuff I did for myself, like there's (laughs) like 20 kids there and two people maybe. And so I don't like think they understand, like if you have to work, like, yes, like if you have the option, the ability to be able to, or you just want to be a stay-at-home mom and you can do that, then like, that's different. Like your kids are going to get hundred percent of you. But if you don't have the option, either you're going to go to work, your kids are going to be watched by someone else, or you're going to be at your house working with your kids there and they're going to be learning independence. But if your kids are in daycare, I promise you, I was an independent woman in daycare feeding <laughs> other kids. <laughs> so. I think also, and this kind of brings up like the topic of the mental load that are on moms now, but our parents when or moms when they were stay-at-home moms which would have been like in the nineties, you know, at least for me, they, if they were just stay at home mom, I still don't think that they were giving like a hundred percent of themselves. Like we were very independent. Like we spent most of our time, you know, classic, like outside, like exploring, like we were independent. I think that there's just so many expectations that have been put on moms, maybe not recently, but like in the last couple of decades, it's like, you have to be all of these things. Like, I don't know if you've seen the new Barbie movie, but like literally the end of that movie, it's like that. Like we have to be all of the things. And so we put all that pressure on ourselves to be like, okay, well, if I'm going to be a work from home mom and a stay at home mom, I have to do both at a hundred percent. But in reality, like you can't, like, it's really got to be like, you know, maybe 50, 50, but maybe it's 70, 30 sometimes. And like, it just has to shift with your days. 
I think yeah. that has a lot to do with like in the nineties, our moms, nobody had social media and was comparing themselves to these other yeah. moms and seeing all these other things that may be just a highlight in that mama's day. But like, we're seeing as like, wow, she's really like, she's got this going and this going. She's like, they look like they all look like they're ready to go, you know, take some family pictures, but it's like, we put the expectations on ourselves when really like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I haven't even brushed my teeth yet, but I'm going to start working. (laughs) Like I just jump into it midday. I'd be like, I need to go brush my teeth. And so (laughs) I think that we just maybe see someone or like all the things that they're doing. And that's the expectations now that like society has like not really enforced on us, but like we kind of do to ourselves. I know I do. I'll compare my home and my other like things to other people's things I'm just seeing on Instagram. Yeah. Every day. I mean, I was just saying earlier, like, I feel like the TV is babysat my kids this summer because it's so hard to find activities that keep them busy for long enough. Like I found activities to keep them busy for 15 minutes, but then you go on TikTok and you're like, wow, this mom had water play and painting and all of these it's like amazing activities every single day for their children and my kids watched Moana three times today (laughs) and like but then there's other days just like you said there's other days where like you're that mom you've got the activities Mm -hmm. you've got the the educational things going on and the tv doesn't turn on once throughout the day Mm -hmm. and you're like I can do it too it's just all about some days you have 100% some days you have 10% and that's okay yes that is completely okay yeah yeah, I'll have days yeah, and then, I'm like, we are not turning the TV on today. But then yesterday I go, guys, let's put a movie on. Let's nap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I call it our rest idea. days. Like we need to rest. Like if we've had a busy weekend yeah. or if we do like a heavy activity day one day. I'm like the next day, it's going to be like a, you can be a couch potato if you want. It, mm-hmm. Like we, we need that time. And we do that as yeah. adults too. So I don't really yeah. know why it has to be so detrimental for kids to have that. Yeah, I'm all about those rest days. Yeah. <laughs> those are my favorite days of the week. <laughs> but like you said with the mental load, this is one of my like absolute favorite topics because I didn't discover it until a couple weeks ago, not weeks ago, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a new mom, I had my tiny little baby. I was working, my husband worked outside of the house. So I was doing the work from home mom thing, the stay at home mom thing, trying to grow my career, trying to juggle, like finding myself again as a mom in that postpartum experience. And I just felt so exhausted mentally. Like my brain just felt so tired, which I had never experienced before. I didn't know, like, why do I just feel like my brain is heavy all the time? And then I came across the mental load and how like, I think the best way to describe it is like you go to do the dishes, but then when you're going to do the dishes, you notice that there is a basket of laundry that needs to be folded. So what would have been a 10 minute task? Now you're folding the laundry and then you see, okay, we're out of laundry detergent. So I need to add that to the list. And then I'll go to the fridge to make a snack and you're like, oh, we're out of ketchup. Got to add that to the list. I don't think as we honestly realize, like it's kind of just innate in us that we hold all these things in our head. Like little Jimmy's got an appointment in three months and Sophia has an appointment in six months. Like we just hold these in our head and our partners, men specifically, like don't really have the capacity for that as much. So they'll be like, okay, do the dishes, do the dishes. And that's it. There's like nothing. Yeah. We don't see anything around us. So we're just holding so much all the time that it makes sense that we're exhausted yeah. <laughs> all the time. And we don't have a hundred percent to give to everything every single day. Mm-hmm. I think too, like men not only aren't always, I'm not saying all men, but like 
it seems like they're not always built for that like one or like multiple tracks. They just have like a one track. So it is like, okay, they see the dishes need to be done. They do them, but like they, they, it's not like they're constantly scanning for other tasks. There's that. But then I think also they were not trained like as children to look for those things. Whereas like, even if you didn't have a ton of chores as a little girl, like you saw your mom doing all those things. And I, I feel like if you have a, had a good relationship with your mom or, you, you know, you wanted to be around them, you probably just like shadowed them and did the things with them. And so it just became our normal. And then you don't see the dad doing that. So, you know, the, the sons might not have done that. So it's also just like training as you grow up for what you're going to be doing later. And, and one thing I found is like having a conversation with your partner about that, like, is this something that you believe like this is how our role should be? Or is it just not something that's ever like crossed your mind? And then figuring out like where to go from there and like how to share that mental load. So I'm curious, like once you discovered that, like how that process went, was it just like validating that there is a mental load and that's why you're exhausted? Or did you take steps to kind of like lighten it? Yeah, it was definitely validating just to understand that I'm not crazy and I'm not ill. This is something that a lot of people experience. Um, But my husband's wonderful and he was raised right. And he was receptive when I communicated it to him. I was like, my brain is tired. I'm just tired all the time. I don't know what's going on. I think we just need to have very clear guidelines of like how we're going to split up household responsibilities so that we feel more of a balance. And um, growing up, like you said, girls typically play with the dolls and the babies and we have the kitchen sets and we're kind of just raised in this way that like household responsibilities naturally fall on us. Whereas men, at least back then, weren't really raised that way. They were like, we got to go out into the world. We're the money makers. But that's shifting. I see most of my female friends are the breadwinners at this point, which is incredible, but they're also still the homemakers. They're still the ones doing 90% of the chores. So they have these two full-time jobs. And I love seeing parenting now and how those gender roles are kind of dissolving. There's not really, you see boys in the kitchen, you see girls out there with their lemonade stands, making the money. Like it's all just kind of, it's not split. You just do what you like to do. And boys are taught that household responsibilities are also your responsibility. You're required to do the laundry because you are a contributing participant in this household. And my husband's been receptive to it all the time. Like he does his own laundry. I'm like, that's your job. You're a grown man. You do your own laundry. I don't have the mental capacity to do all of the laundry in the household. Mm-hmm. You do that. We have the things that we like to do. I mm-hmm. I hate bath time. I hate bath time. I hate bedtime. I hate pajamas. Like the end of the day, I'm so checked out. So he does it. So it might not be like a household chore, but we found ways to mm-hmm. split it where it feels more balanced. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love that. it you mentioned that like finding what you like each enjoy doing because like my husband is great he wants to do like prayers at the end of the night he wants to like take the time like reading books and like you said I'm checked out like I will go pray and do that like you know do the things like obviously that's important to me but it's like I'm so exhausted that I feel like I'm not even giving it like everything that I have because by then I'm just like I need to be in bed and so he does that, but it's funny because like when he picks up the vacuum, like give give me that, give, give me that, like let me do that. That's this is my job, and it's yeah. just like that's what I enjoy doing. So I love that you mentioned that. I would like to ask, like, did you explain to your husband, like, look, I have this like mental load that I'm carrying, and did you explain that to him, and then kind of walk through it with him, or is it something that he noticed? 
There is, so when I first noticed it, it was a, like a meme on Facebook or like an article on Facebook that was a bunch of illustrations talking about like just a woman's day Mm -hmm. and all of the things that she went through throughout the day. And at the end of it, it was like, look at everything she's been carrying in her brain all day. This is called the mental load and it broke it all down. So I sent that to him and I said, I need you to read this. You have to read this thoroughly. And then I want to talk about it after. And he did. And then since then, I think he's just kind of been more aware of it. But um, there's, I was looking it up earlier. I think there's like, if you just look up mental load, there's one by like a French illustrator named Emma. And she does a really good job too, of just breaking down exactly what women go through throughout the day or not even women. It could just be kind of like the the main household person, whoever's taking mm-hmm. over a majority of those responsibilities um, and send that to your partner. Be like, read this and then let's talk about it because it's the best way to describe it without having to like sit there. I get emotional when I talk about these things. So I'm like, I feel weak. I feel like I can't do it all. Like I say I have superhero syndrome. I want to be able to give a hundred percent of myself to everything, but I can't. So if I'm just like, read this and then let me know your thoughts on it. Do you understand it? Yeah. Okay. Let's put it into action so we can take some of that load off. I love that you have an action point after that, because like I'll send TikToks and like, (laughs) I don't even know if you ever like, watches that passive aggressively yeah, yeah like here here you go you know like this is yeah. and I love that you said like watch like watch this read this and then let's talk about that like I love that you you mentioned that for one it's it's holding them accountable to actually take action on whatever you did send them and then you have like a follow-up point about it because a lot of the times I'll just like have this in my head that like this is probably what he, he thinks about it this is probably what he's mm-hmm. thinking right now and like never even talk about it so yeah. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, I genuinely think a lot of men, it, it is really just the lack of awareness of not knowing that that's what's going on because they yeah. weren't aware of their mom carrying that mental load. And that's, I don't remember what it was. It, it was either a book or an article that I read and it was like tips for how to train your kids for understanding like what goes on around a house. Like even if they're doing chores, but before like major chore ages, And it would be like, if you're folding laundry and you know, you, you don't have the capacity to stop folding laundry and go play with them. And they're asking like, Hey, can you come play with me? Come do this. You say, I'm folding your clothes right now, but when I'm done, like I'll come play with you or if you want to help me kind of thing, but like pointing out the things that you're doing so that they can see like, okay, they're not just doing something and not playing with me that you're identifying, like I'm doing your dishes. So you have clean dishes for dinner, or I'm making dinner so you can eat tonight, something like that. Like not in a passive aggressive, like I'm doing this for you so that you can eat dinner tonight, (laughs) you know, you brat or whatever, but just like plainly labeling it. So they understand like, okay, this has to happen for me to be able to have X, Y, and Z. And I'm identifying that like my mom is doing that for me right now. And and I don't, I don't think my mom ever did that, which like, unless that's explained to you, who would do that? Like, that's not something that you would naturally, I think respond, but I loved the way that that was put because it like, I think would train your kids to be like, okay, this has to be done by somebody. So Mm -hmm. I know at some point I'm going to have to do that too. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. Yeah. I love that. I catch myself sometimes doing that, but I've never heard it that way. And I want to be more aware. Like kids need that explanation. They need to understand why something's happening in order to fully process 
process what's going on. So mm-hmm. I, I, I've never used that in the con. When I'm working, I use it all the time. Mommy's in a meeting so that I can make mm-hmm. money, so I can buy you presents. They're like, fine. <laughs> yeah, I got it. that. Yeah. I use it in that same context too. I've never used it the other way. I love that. Yeah. I also yeah. like to add that like creating those gender roles, like start, they start in our own household. Like my mm-hmm. husband's mom did an amazing job. Like he will do the dishes, like he'll try to vacuum and do like all of the things without me even asking. Like, he just thinks it's like, like, he'll be like, it's my job too. And at first I was like, no, but it's like this thing I had in my own head, but my kids all have their own chores. Of course I did give Quincy the trash because he's the oldest it's heavier, but most of the time, like men take the trash out. That's like the only household job that you know, like you watch movies, they're taking the trash out and then they're going to go prop their feet up and, you know, watch the TV, look at a newspaper and the movies. But I put Quincy's second chore is to clean the bathrooms. So he cleans the toilets, he cleans the tub, he cleans the mirror, he cleans the sink. And as a woman, that is one of my main jobs is always like, I've always just scrubbed those to pieces. And he is the funniest thing though. He'll be down on his hands and knees with like the little wife like just really getting it scrubbing it and he'll get mad come out screaming at everybody for using the bathroom I'm like now you guys know how I feel I just fix the couch I love that we're mentioning like the general roles though because it it starts in our own household like we're talking about like oh how you know how our husbands raised you know they were raised great so like they already have these qualities but that's where it starts Mm -hmm. that is where it starts is in the home um with the people that are raising them yeah. And it's sad seeing how many people don't have these good partners. I posted a video on TikTok a couple months ago. I was super sick. And this was not like a, well, I'll explain it first, but I was super sick. I was in bed. Um, I cannot relax unless my house is clean. Like I have to have a clean house when I go to bed, when I wake up in the morning, when I'm working throughout the day, I've gotten a little bit better with the kids home, but that's like the one thing I'm, if I'm, even if I'm sick, I'm going to be out there cleaning up. And I was bedridden, super sick. My husband took the girls for the day. I could hear them making a wreck of the house. I was like, <laughs> Oh no, this is going to be miserable. And my husband's the type, he's the same way. He's like, I got to have a clean house before we leave anywhere. So they leave. I come out expecting I'm going to be cleaning. I don't know why I expected this. It's just kind of like, that's what you see on social media. Just kind of like anticipate it. House was spotless. We had meat unthawing, like he lit my favorite candle or something. Like he just made the house somewhere where I could fully relax. And he did that because he knew she's not going to relax if this house isn't this way. And I think it has so much to do with the way that they were raised. Like you just have to take responsibility in his mind. It might not have been like my, my wife can't relax unless the house is clean. It might've been, this house is my responsibility too. I'm not going to leave it a wreck. And it's just, it's nice seeing so many moms like, making the effort to raise their kids better but people on TikTok were not happy they're like he lives there too that's his responsibility he should do that too but it got like 500,000 views or something but a majority of the comments were like that must be so nice when I'm sick I have to take care of the kids and clean when I'm Mm -hmm. sick I still have to do the appointments and do everything and carry that full mental load my partner's not actually a partner they're just Mm -hmm. There, they're another yeah. child. Yeah. And it makes me so sad that mm-hmm. so many women are having that experience. Yeah. And I, I genuinely think, well, I don't know, just based on my own experience, but I, I guess my, the hopeful part of me is that it's because again, those men just are literally not aware. Like, yeah, they know their kids go to the doctor, but like they're, they don't know when it's happening. So they don't know the frequency of it. They don't know what's involved. They don't know that like 
the dentist appointments are every six months and not every year or two years or something like that. Like they just don't know. So unless you're like having those conversations and making sure that they're listening, because I think both, you know, both partners, both sides do this. Like when my husband comes home from work, he knows that sometimes I'm listening and then sometimes I'm like, <laughs> you need to get this out, but like, I don't need to process it, you know? So like yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing dishes while he's talking and I might like respond to some things, but I haven't, you know, processed all of it. And he does the same thing sometimes. So if it's something that I know he needs to like take in and remember, then I'll like look at him and be like, okay, so did you hear what I said? Like, that's what's happening or whatever. So I think just making sure that you are being super communi- like communicating about that. And then I love the way, that, again, you said earlier, like if you have something that you want to address, like sending it to them and being like, read this, think about it. And then I want to talk about it mm-hmm. because if they haven't thought about it, or if they have an opinion that's different than yours, whatever it is, if you just like bring it up and and tell them and like, if, if, if it's like me, I'll do it in like a very like probably um, aggressive way. Cause I'm like, I want to talk about this because I have really strong feelings about it. And it won't even necessarily be towards my husband. It'll just be like about the topic and they'll get super defensive already, even if they don't know how they feel about it. So I really like that, like sending it to him ahead of time, almost like an assignment, like think about this and then we'll have like, you know, discussion later. I really like that. I do too. I love that how you mentioned too, like the communicating thing, because like every time I clean, I have to vacuum my couch cushions and everything. I don't know why, but again, it's just like, that's something that I have to do to make myself feel better. But mm-hmm. while I'm doing that, I'm also like stopping, switching the laundry over, breaking up a fight. And there was one time mm-hmm. he walked in, he was like, are you still doing that? I'm like, do you understand all the things that <laughs> also yeah. have my attention? Like, and it's like, we know that, but maybe like we mentioned earlier, they're doing dishes. They're just doing dishes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we assume that they're thinking and they understand all of the things that we're doing throughout the day. I always like to add in the episode, cause it's like, I get to talk about it now and like a healthy way of having a husband that I get to brag on. And he's so great. But before I didn't have that partner, I had the opposite where I did everything and it was expected of me. And if it didn't get it done, there were consequences of not getting that done. So we understand that like, if you're listening to this episode and you're rolling your eyes and you're ready to just turn it off because you're like, well, I don't have that husband. Never will I have that husband. I promise you a, if you're an abusive husband, leave there's someone out there that is going to do all of these things for you um but if not maybe that person it just needs communication and needs it in a healthy way without coming at it like I need you to do this and even though that's what we feel like at the time and so I just wanted to add that in there that like we understand that not everybody has a husband that is doing these things or is even open to communicating and reading an article or listening to a TikTok that we send yeah, I think one of the best ways I've heard the mental load described is that it's an invisible weight that we are carrying that only we can see, no one else can see it. So if you are not verbalizing it, if your partner's parents did not communicate about it, they are going to have no idea. My husband had no idea. He was like, "What? I I didn't know. Why do you do that?" I'm like, I just there's I have to. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. in it's in my DNA. It is who I am and exactly if we're not telling them they're not going to know. And then it's like the fine line between, okay, well, am I managing them or am I just being a communicative partner and someone who's being open, but definitely, definitely not coming at it aggressively or I don't know, with like a strong arm and hand, it has to be a conversation that like, I want to hear your side. I want to hear what your thoughts are on this. Cause if they differ, like, let's have a civil conversation about it 
and figure out other ways that we can balance things. If you do not want to do any household chores, I'm going to need you to take take on more of like the parenting duties. I'm going to need you mm-hmm. to start doing more of that so that we have more of a balance because we should not have to carry all of it mm-hmm. all of the time at all. I was going to say that's that's perfect. If, if Going back to what you said earlier, like find the things that you enjoy doing. Not everybody enjoys doing any or all of the household chores, but they have to be done. So it's kind of like, okay, well, if it's so bad that you like hate your life every time you do it and it just makes you more and more miserable, but you enjoy bedtime or you can stand it, like maybe that's the trade-off. And for mm-hmm. me, that's when I really felt like what you probably felt when you said you were sick and you walked out to like a clean house. Like it really, it feels like a weight immediately being, being taken off of you because you're laying in bed and you're like, I've got to do all of this. Like I can't even rest because I have to do the dishes. I have to go do the laundry. I have to go make sure that like one of my kids is packed for, you know, whatever sport they have tomorrow or whatever it is. You have to do all those things. And inevitably you always forget like one detail until we like lay down to go to bed. And then we're like, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to, I'm going to forget in the morning. So we get up to go do that. And then when you walk out and you see all those things done, it's amazing. Like it's immediately like a weight that's lifted off and you feel so seen and understood too, because you felt so alone having that mental load on you. So to have a partner who's like, no, I saw that too. And I got it done. It, it makes you really see what a partnership actually is. So if you've ever experienced any part of that, even if it's on a small level, like one of the first times that, um, my husband started doing bedtime and just like doing all of it without, like, he's never put expectations on me to like do things with him. But um, when he started doing it and not, you know, caring that I was like in the other room completely, I felt that. And so then explaining that to him that whenever that happened, this is what I felt. And like, this is how, how different it was between me doing it and then watching you do it or whatever. It helped him put it into perspective because again, you can kind of like explain all that, but when they don't see it happening, it's like hard for them. It's still just hard for them to envision So I always will do that. I'll like try to find a time when that did happen so that I can explain to my husband, like when this happened, this is how it made me feel. This is like why it worked for me. And even if it's a small way, it like helps them get baby steps closer to like where you want to be. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah, it's like the the small little bouts of appreciation go so Mm -hmm. far. And I don't think we realize it or like, again, on social media, with that video that I posted, so many people were like, that's his job. That's what's expected of him. Why are you being appreciative? Like, I say thank you when he cooks dinner. I say thank you when he switches the laundry. And it's not because, like, yes, those are, he's a contributing member of this household. That's his responsibility. But I'm also just appreciative of having someone who takes that action and does those things. And like, it's not bad to be appreciative of your partner. And I think, um, have you guys done your love languages Mm -hmm. with them yet? That has was transformative for our marriage as well. Being able to understand that, you know, physical touch is the way that my husband feels valued and feels secured. Mm-hmm. So if he does something nice for me and I go give him a hug or give him a kiss, like that lights up something in his brain where he's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do that again, you know? Whereas mm-hmm. for me, it's like acts of service, acts of service mm-hmm. and words of affirmation. If I see you doing doing the dishes, like praise be because my gosh yeah. that just took so much off of me and and then again communicating it like like you said it made me feel really mm-hmm. secure and validated and appreciative of you when you did that for me because now I don't have to do it but I also see that it matters to you and you value the quality of this household as well mm-hmm. yeah 
I love that you mentioned thanking them. Now I'm not going to thank him for like every single thing that he does, but if like (laughs) I do the majority of the cooking every single night and he hops in and he cooks, I'm going to thank him. Like, thanks. Like that made me feel so much better. I got to sit on the couch and it's like, not because he needs thanked or every time I cook, I need to thank, but if it's something out of the ordinary, then I am going to go out of my way and I'm going to thank him for one. It makes them want to do it again. Cause they're like, I got some words of affirmation. (laughs) I'm going to do that again. So I love, I love that you mentioned that. And also like communicating our needs, because I know for me, just like if my anxiety is high, I have to do all like of this, like crazy cleaning. That's probably is unnecessary. And to them, they're thinking like, well, she's doing it to herself. She's putting all these like expectations to get you know every single cabin in this house organized and like there was a moment last week where he was like babe can you just sit down and watch tv with me and normally that would have like probably ticked me off because I'm like do you not see everything this cabinet is <laughs> you know out but I looked I at said, it and I babe right now I really need this for my own mental state to have everything in here organized and cleaned I would love to watch tv with you but it's just to that tonight is not the night and he was like okay that's fine. But if I would have like spaz mm-hmm. out on him, which is what I <laughs> probably is my natural reaction. Like, do you not understand? But it's like, did my cabinets really need organized? No, they didn't. But was it making me feel better? Was I rage mm-hmm. clean for sure? Absolutely. But me communicating with him, what my needs were at the moment and my needs were, I didn't want him to help me. I wanted him to watch TV and let me be in my own little space of organizing and that worked. I was like, afterwards, I was like, wow, that's all I needed to do. Okay. <laughs> Get back to my cleaning. And I think explaining that in a way that's not just like, no, I need to organize this because it needs organized because he's just going to look at the cabinet and be like, no, nah, it doesn't like it does now. Cause you took everything out, but like right. it didn't, it's fine. <laughs> just explaining like, you know, I'm nesting or like my anxiety is really high and cleaning something will help it calm down. I think that helps them understand, okay, this isn't like I'm not being put on the stand here for not having the cabinet organized already. She's just doing this because like her anxiety will feel better. And then also, you know, give your partner time to understand those things. Cause like they're sitting there, maybe not feeling anxiety, but like maybe wanting to relax and wanting you there to do it with them that, that will help them feel more relaxed. So whenever you say no to that, they're also not getting their way. So like they have to sacrifice a little bit too. So if they feel frustrated now, you know, I'm not one to be like, have grace every time, but like maybe the first couple of times until they start to understand, okay, that's what's happening. Once she's done, she'll sit down and watch TV with me, you know, have grace with them while they're kind of battling that too. And also like, depending on who your partner is, but like, I know if he was doing something, I would probably feel guilt that I should be helping. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. what they're feeling. And like, they just don't know how to communicate that. And so they may be like, well, she's, she's expecting me to get up right now and clean and organize. And I just want to you know, I just got home from work. I did this and I want to sit down and watch TV, like communicating with them and letting them know like, that's okay. Like to me, I'm like, please go watch yeah. TV. Do you need to go golfing? Like I need to organize. So what do you need to do? <laughs> and so, but making them know that that's okay. Because I think like both sides, like we hold guilt of like, well, if they're doing that, I'm just expected to be doing that as well. Like I can't relax because he's not relaxing or other way around. So mm-hmm. communication, guys, if you haven't got anything from this episode, communication yeah. is yeah. key. <laughs> yeah, it solves like 90% of the problems, I would say. So mm-hmm. as long as you're open, because you're either going to realize that you're on the same page or you're not. And then you go from there with, with whatever that looks like. But it is, it's important. It's really important. 
Yeah. And I will say too, like with your kids, not just like sharing the mental load with your partner, but sharing it with the kids a little bit, not in a way that stresses them out, obviously, like be careful with that. But like, you know, with the chores, if you're saying like, I'm doing the laundry, so X, Y, and Z, um, my oldest, who's 10, he started like the last couple of times that like, we've had that conversation, he started saying, uh, mom, just don't, don't fold my laundry, like just put it in my laundry basket, and I'll put it away the way that I want to. And of course me, like, it's my fault because I'll be like, no, because then that'll stress me out that I know your, your clothes are literally, you know, in your drawers in a way that they sh- probably shouldn't be. And he's like, who says like, why does that have to be how it is? Like, I don't really care. They're going to get mixed up anyway. And I'm like, he's not wrong. I just like, my anxiety won't let me do that right now, mm-hmm. but that's where I need to let go. But they'll start giving, you know, mm-hmm. um, solutions to like what's going on and, and your partner will too. So then it's up to you to kind of like decide, okay, well, is this mental load like important enough for me to carry because I want to carry it exactly how I want to carry it? Or are the other mental loads more important for me to like, let this one go a little bit to be the way that like they're proposing it to be so that like, it can be a little bit lighter. You know what I mean? I was literally just going to add allowing your kids to help because I was a single mom for like three years. And so like, I didn't have a partner or even before then, I didn't have a partner that I could lean on for support and things like that. And that's what I was going to say was the biggest thing was it was the clothes for me. Like I hate putting <laughs> clothes up, washing the clothes. I love it, but I hate putting them up, but I struggle with it. Cause I'm like, they just don't know how to do it. They just don't know how to fold correctly. But then I finally let go of it. I'm like, okay, look, Tiana, like you have other things you need to be doing. This is minor. Don't even go in there and look at it. Okay. Just mm-hmm. shut their closet door. And that, I mean, they've been doing this now for like four years, they put their own clothes up. And so it's helped me a ton. And it's just like, they know which is part of it. I literally, I separate the clothes. I drop them in a pile in front of their door and they do whatever they, they got to put them up. They have to be put up and they got to be put up in the right drawers. And like, if it's hung up, it has to be hung up, but how it's folded, I don't care. Um, And that's just teaching them obviously how to do those things for themselves as well. But Again, like some things we just have to learn to let go. And if our kids are of an age, if you are a single mom, if your kids are of age to help you, my kids have started helping me. Mila was two years old. Of course, she wasn't doing the best job. Her, her big sister, who would have been four, only four, would help her do those things that she was doing. But you got to start somewhere, you know, and as a single mom, especially like you just don't, you don't have options sometimes. And I know I put a lot of like weight to keep my house like pristine the entire time but also make money and take the kids all these other places and sometimes you just have to give and take and also take time for yourself like if you have a lot of mental load which is you have a lot you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of mental load no matter what you're doing in life right now and so it's also taking time for yourself like my bath times at the end of the night those things were like that was my time where I like got to relax and kind of like bring myself to. And so you have to take time for yourself as well. If you, I'm going to keep saying, if you are having, like, if you're struggling with mental load, but you are like, come on, you are, if you're a mom. Yeah, that's so true. And the laundry that is fascinating to me. I think it's actually a gift that you've given your kids of being able to figure out how they want to fold their laundry. Cause I think as adults, we have so many things that we're just, this is how you do it. There's no other way and it's taking up mental real estate that it does not necessarily need to take up. So telling your kids, like, fine, if your clothes are wrinkly, we'll deal with it when you're wearing it, but just put it where it belongs. That's your responsibility. When they get older, that's going to be something that might not be as big of a stressor to them mm-hmm. as it is to yeah, us. On the same, I could not even, 
imagine just throwing my clothes in the drawer, but my kids do. Yeah. They'll just toss it in there. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> if that is going to free up space for you to go be, be creative and play, I'm yeah. going to let it be. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's a really cool gift that you're giving your kids. Yeah, but, of course yeah. it takes time. Like, you know, at first teaching them how to fold a towel, you know, like if they have no idea, they're just going to like wad it up. So like, I will take a couple times of teaching them like how to wash the dishes or teaching Quincy how to clean the bathroom. But it gets to a point now where I'm like, I don't know if he did exactly everything that I normally do in that bathroom, mm-hmm. but I don't care because mm-hmm. it's not my bathroom anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I think too. And like, it got clean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And assigning yourself a space. If you're someone who like can't relax unless something's clean or everything's clean, try to start cutting back to like, you know, if that's a mental load for you, they're like, I want to cut back on. Otherwise have at it. But like, we have a lot of rooms. And so I, when we first moved into this house, I was like, I have to have every single square inch clean to relax, but that's just not realistic every single day, especially when the kids operate in all those rooms, like that's just not going to happen. So it ended up being like, okay, kitchen, living area, like that has to be spotless by the end of the night for me to sit down. That's doable. But like, if you want to clean your whole house every day, you're just going to have to kind of accept the fact that that's going to be a heavy load to carry. So it might be hard the first couple of weeks to kind of cut back and say like, okay, well, like bedrooms once a week, you know, bathrooms a couple times a week or whatever, you know, living in kitchen or whatever it is for you every day, just try to like cut back and you'll get used to it. Like I, like I said, when I first moved in, I was like that, got really bad anxiety. And I started having panic attacks because I was so overwhelmed with like all of the, the mess. We were also under construction. So it was like sawdust and stuff too. And like nothing could ever get clean. But it got to where I just like literally let it go. I was like, I physically cannot carry this anymore. So I'm done. And then it, once I hit that breaking point, so like don't push yourself to that breaking point. I was like not as concerned with it. Like I was able to go a couple of days without having to mop that kind of thing. So yeah. really it's a process. It's funny that you guys bring up cleaning because one of the first like things that I was posting about on TikTok regularly was cleaning because I realized that I had a very toxic relationship with cleaning because my mom was a manic cleaner it would get super dirty and then we would clean 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 and then now I'm like I have to be spotless all the time Mm -hmm. I created or like I have lists that I use to clean room by room daily weekly monthly and I share those on TikTok too they're also like linked in my page and I'm surprised at how many people are in that same boat of just not knowing where to start or not knowing where to stop that was the Mm -hmm. biggest thing if you're a cleaner like us you just go, 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 go until nothing's ever good enough. It's never going to be clean enough. There's always going to be a spot somewhere. Um, but if you have trouble starting, there's like, I have these little guides that focus on one room at a time, just a couple things in one room at a time. And it's going to be maybe not easy, but it'll make it a little bit easier than it was when yeah. you couldn't pick it up. And there's so many things that we all like share in this load that we don't talk about because either you know you hold shame in it or it's like no one else feels this way but so many of us do yeah I think really the key is like making the invisible load visible and and sharing Mm -hmm. it more and if you are someone that's in a relationship where you can't physically share it like the other person's not willing to pick up any of that load um you know the least that you can do is find people around you that carry that mental load who can validate those feelings and you know talk to you about ways to maybe try to give up some of those things, but also just, you know, feel heard and not alone in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know when I was like in a very toxic relationship, I would pay my sister like 
I mean, 20 bucks to come help me. I'd be like, look, I'm really overwhelmed right now. Like, can you come help me fold laundry and just like take this, you know, off my plate? And she would do that. Or we got to a point where I was able to hire someone to come in monthly and do like all the deep cleaning that I needed done to make me feel better and to keep my house like up to par. And so if those are the, like you have those abilities and you're in those types of relationships, bring those things up. Like, Hey, do we have it in a budget to hire someone to come in and do X, Y, Z. And I know I got further with that than just being like, I'm not going to do it. So (laughs) you may like mention those things, or if you have like a sibling or a friend, you could be like, look, I'm overwhelmed. Can you please come help me and just get me back into a good headspace? Those are always options to like reach out. I know like for me, it took a lot for me to even get to the point to reach out, but just know that like, it's okay. And you're not failing if you do have to reach out to someone for help. Yeah, that was hard for me too. And once you finally do it and rip the bandaid off and realize it's not so bad, like no one's able to do everything 100% of the time, lean on your community and ask for help. It's the only way, the only way we can get through things most days. That's a big one for me because like I'm a baseboard's gonna be spotless. There should be no like cobwebs or any bit of like dust I see like on like fans or anything. And I want to do it right, like right then. But now we have someone that like will come in and she cleans monthly. So I'll look at it and I'm like, well, she'll get to that this month. So then it like makes <laughs> me feel okay, like and safe in my body, like, okay, like you don't have to do that, Tiana. You don't have to mm-hmm. do that. Like, this is why someone's gonna come in and help take this off your plate. But still, like it took forever, like. I still cleaned for the cleaning lady to come, you know, like I still do those things. And it's like, why? I know right then when I'm doing that and that morning that I was rushing to get out of here, like I was doing that to myself. And so some Mm -hmm. things we have to like take a step back and look at and be like, am I doing this because like it needs to be done? Am I doing this because like something inside of me is telling me I have to get it done? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just allowing yourself grace. Um, and like we've been saying this whole time, communicate what your needs are because no one's a mind reader. No one's going to be able to just sense what you're feeling. Um, if you're having trouble balancing work and being a work from home mom, a stay at home, work from home mom, whatever you like to call it, um, being open and honest with your employer about what's going on and how you're feeling, they're most likely going to be fairly receptive when they get frustrated is when you're trying to do it all without telling them. Um, so just being honest there and know that we're all going through it. Like you're not alone in this Mm -hmm. feeling, lean on the community that you do have, because you're going to realize like I have, there's so many things that we have in common. We just don't talk about, and it's comforting to know, okay, there are other women who are experiencing these same feelings, whether it comes to communication problems in your relationship or a cleaning addiction, like we all have, or letting (laughs) things go that might not might not be the most important thing to carry on your mind. Um, No one's going to know unless you talk about it. Mm -hmm. I just created a post the other day that was going to go on Laptop and Little's page, but it said, um, if you're feeling like you're alone when you're muting yourself in a Zoom meeting, snapping your fingers at like your kid, like, trust me, you're not alone. We're all doing that. We feel like we're the only ones that are like doing this to our kids, snapping your fingers, telling them, Mm -hmm. please be quiet, we're in a meeting. But it's like, we're all doing that. We're all doing that with you. It makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. Like you're not being a mom the right way or you're not being an employee the the right way. And it really is just not the case. And I always just remind myself, okay, like what did my husband do at work today? Like most of the time he got pulled into conversations that were not productive. Like 
he was probably talking about the latest like Star Wars movie or something like that. Like, you know, maybe not 50% of the day, but for pockets of time, that would probably equal the time that it took me to like get my kids situated or make them lunch or whatever. So it's, it's happening everywhere. It just looks different for us because those aren't professional and you couldn't take it into an office really, but it's fine because when you work from home, you're more productive anyway. So you're getting a lot done. It's just, it's all perspective. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect yes. way to put it. Just understanding that if you were in an office, how long would you spend at the water cooler at someone else's desk, mm-hmm. just chatting right. away a lot of time. So mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up for throwing a load of laundry or making your kid a snack in the middle yeah. of the day. Well, Alexis, I had so much fun chatting with you. I love that we all determined that we have cleaning addictions and that we're not the only ones out here with these cleaning addictions. Um, But thank you again. Let us know where our our listeners can find you. Yes, thank you for having me, first off. But I'm on TikTok. My username is Alexis, A-L-E-X-I-S. And then two more S's, S-S, Novoa, N-O-V-O-A. But yeah, I'll provide you with the links and everything. That's my main spot, but then I do have a weekly newsletter where I source jobs that I would apply for as a work-from-home mom. Um, They differ every month in like the industry and department and part-time, full-time, but I send those every single Monday. It's free. I don't charge anything for it. I just want to give back and get more people in this community. So thank you both again. This has been super fun. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Call Us Mommy podcast. If you want to spend more time with us, make sure to hit follow. And if you like the episode, share with a friend and leave a review. 